And we're back with a solo edition of the John Saunders Memorial Fantasy Football Podcast. Yeah, I know we had some complaints about the last time we ran a solo, but here we are. It'll get better. You know, you just have to just just look at yourselves as getting in on the ground floor of what's going to be the next big trend in fantasy football. I was a part of the league that started off doing localized, like highly localized, very specific podcasts for my individual league. And it's what's going to start the 30 for 30. Just like the Rotisserie League in baseball was like the first 30 for 30, you're going to see us lining up as the first of the fantasy 30 for 30s. Just wait. Ground floor. Welcome back. Special edition. First of all, let's give a shout out to uh, the owner of the Vols, Dan Hammond. Welcome to your dirty 30s. I can't even call you a kid anymore because uh, like 30 is like a real adult age. Uh, so welcome. Uh, I guess, you know, your 30s has uh, seen the best uh, team in fantasy that you've put forward in half a decade. So congratulations. Welcome. Uh, it only goes downhill from here. Like, let's be real. Uh Nothing special. Looking over at the Ravens Bengals tonight. Uh, Ravens looking like uh, this is the first time tuning in to, to this game. Bengals 13. So we know none of their receivers have done anything. It looks like Joe Burrow got hurt. Uh, I know Mark Andrews got hurt. I was listening to that uh, while we were making dinner earlier. Uh, tough break uh, overall. But um, let's go ahead and uh, stop with the preamble. Happy birthday to the Vols. Uh, the best team that they have fielded, again, in half a decade. Lifetime, their record has moved to 56-50. and 50, uh, Second only behind the Possibles with a league-leading 58 regular season wins. So, you know, as much as we uh, trash talk our Vols, we sit here and most weeks call them the worst team to ever be fielded or you know, run by one of the worst uh, managers, uh, owners, uh, one of the worst front offices that we've seen in league history. But uh, when we look at their resume, uh, you know, yeah, they stumbled pretty much in the 2020s. Uh, but maybe, you know, this third year of the uh, the new decade is fourth, but uh, is where they, they find their footing. So again, welcome to your 30s. Hopefully it brings you very, very fruitful dividends when it comes to fantasy. I hope I don't see you in the first round of the playoffs. So, uh, moving on, let's break down last week's matchups. Uh, we will start at the bottom here uh, with the Vols. 30 point win over uh, Silky the Pimp. You just don't have it this year. The Pimps, I mean, when we're looking at their 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 top three scoring you know players, Olave with twenty one, Eckler with twenty, Kincaid with sixteen, which you know let's give it to let's give it to Brian, great pickup, you know at the tight end spot, but a little too late, you know for your uh, your your three and seven franchise that, and I think Kincaid was on your roster for what six or seven weeks before he even you know saw regular playing time, let alone you know fantasy potential, but um, you know jumping into the box score. You know, I know, let's face it, I know any owner is going to defend, like, their lineups. But, you know, when you're when you're trotting out Lamar Jackson, you know, the the the, the pocket-passing non-runner, uh, 12 points isn't going to do it. You know, at the, it's not going to get you across the line, you know, if you're relying on that. Joe Mixon's not there. I mean, he's got 12 points tonight, probably not. Not sniffing 18 with seven to go with the Ravens with the ball. Uh, you know, when you're trotting out Terry McLaurin, you know, Hollywood Brown, and and those are like the your 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 premium guys. Uh, it's tough, you know, down year for the pimps. Uh, you know, and, and what has not been down years for them uh recently. Uh Vols, six and four, you know, um, uh, I still think they're the weakest of the four division winners, but hell, did their team show out last week? Um, I mean, like the ideal scenario for a week where Christian McCaffrey doesn't score a touchdown. 
Uh, you know, for them to to see <laughs> hell double digits from Pittman, uh, Metcalf with a serv- serviceable sixteen. Uh, the J- Jameer Gibbs again. I still think it's a little too late. Um, you know, I, I think with four left, you got to begin your A game for you not to tie the cups uh, and give them a give them an opening. I mean, luckily, you know, hopefully, you know, I can I can help you out this week, but. <sighs> I struggle to to look at the Vols and you know with confidence and like yeah you're going to take home the West, but this is the light like this is the potential. I mean let's jump to their bench, you know a 32 from Cooks, Tank Dell finally showing out, um, Christian Kirk with 14. You know where, you know let's face it, dancing singing the praises of Christian Kirk all you know all year and okay cool you got, you know 14 here, but uh, you know this is best case scenario. You know, especially when you don't have a strong, you know, tight end, you know, and that's not, uh, you know, one of the dynamic positions that you can say that you have the advantage in week over week. Ain't scary. Like I said, what, five minutes ago, not a team I'd want to play, uh, you know, in, in the playoffs, whether it's, you know, week one, whether it's in the champion championship, um, you know, showing a lot of potential late. Uh, and you know, this is what Dan always says. His teams get hot late when they're good. So, you know, we'll see if that, uh, let's see if they can keep that momentum. I'm guessing they don't, uh, jumping over to the West divisional match, uh, matchup between the cups and bucks cups needed this to keep pace and they get it. God, you know, I, I sit here and I look at AV and how do you do it? How, like you're, comp- you'll, you're, it's almost like you're competitive every. I can't even. I can't even. I can't even talk shit about your team that much because you walloped the the ghosts. You put up a one sixty on us or something like that. But Jesus Christ, man, uh, the wind's right there for you. Uh, you know, and it comes down to roster management, right? You know, you okay? Why is Gus Edwards? Why is Najee Harris not in one of the top two running back slots? You 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 swap him, you know. We put in Quentin Johnson, or you know, or, or you know. Let, let me back up. Let me back up. Let me back up because I remember you know watching the 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 Bajancy last week. Why not start Deontay Foreman? He he's been a bell cow for you. One of the best waiver pickups for you. And you're like, nah, I'm gonna sit him. Maybe it's maybe it's like the fear of the Thursday game, and it's relatable. I get that, you know. But like last week, I was saying, I pull for you, you know. Why are we starting Juju Smith? Why why are we starting Juju? Because Mac Jones is gonna wake up and 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 start throwing this guy. Come on, bro. I know you watch football. Get it together. Like the, the, the this was a serviceable roster for a week where Kelsey was on a bye, and you should have got you you should you should have secured the, the the W there. You should have secured the win, but we're just giving wins away, you know. Cups beneficiary of a win left on bench. Good for them, um, you know. Teams holding steady. Uh, uh, the, there's a lot of trust in Josh Allen, and I think that might be the Cups' downfall. You know, I think the. The over reliance. What you you put? Okay. Well, well. I, yeah. Let me stop myself. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself here because I really want to. I really want to dive into this topic. You have Geno Smith. You put Geno Smith on this roster. Great, great move. You make some of the crazy, like the craziest, and I, when I say that, uh, like like complimentary, comp- as a compliment, right? You make some of these moves where we question you, and you're like. Like wow, you're a fucking retard, and then and then like you're like wow, holy shit, that that actually is playing out exactly as like you said, in like you know some days, two months ago, but the trust in Josh Allen I think is going to be your downfall. You were a ten win team last last year, and you got bounced in the first first week of the playoffs by a six win team. You you got to play smarter, you know, Josh Allen, Josh Allen. Probably not your guy as as much as you think he is, you know, especially in a week like this where you don't play the Bucks and you go down in pretty much every other game, you know, 
Uh, I guess depending on the opponent, because like a few guys put us some eighties. But you know, the point is, don't you put in the work early to make sure that you have a roster that's ready for the end of the season for like these scenarios. Don't fall into the trap. Don't fall into the trap and be like, oh, it's Josh Allen. Josh Allen leads the league in turnovers, right? Not helping your cause. Good W, though. Keeping pace in the West. Jumping over to Mullets and Team Turtle. So, look, there, there's a little not, – not, I'm not calling this a controversy because, uh, you know, there were – look, yeah, we had, we, had, we had Team Turtle start, start Damian Pierce. Right, he was he's out. Look at the rest of this roster. What what is Turtle supposed to do? You know, I was fully ready to get on this mic and just eviscerate, just eviscerate Turtle. Just be like, what are you doing? Do we need to bring back like the twelve man? Look at the roster. Just a just a tough year, man. And it looks like he lost Andrews. Right, and Andrews injured on the first drive, three yards out. Not that it matters. I don't normally talk about the Les League, but you know, the 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 milkmaids. This only applies to one other person, actually, which is funny because this only applies to one other person in the league who's the one complaining about the solo pods. The milkmaids just lost. the The milkmaids just lost Mark Andrews. Very tough loss. You know, he's three yards out. Should have scored a touchdown. Break his ankle or whatever. What's Turtle supposed to do? You know, it, it, and it's it's part of like, okay, you weren't there on draft day. I know it's super hard to draft over the phone, but like this is the result. This is, you buy into the league, and part of that league buy-in is, you know, like the, the full buy-in, right? Being there on draft day has a huge impact on, on where your roster is week 10, week 11, right? This is an investment. You know, and, and I was actually talking to a, a couple of league members about this, where, like, team owner, right, team owner Brandon wants to raise, like, i totally for raising the, the, the league dues, mainly to increase the championship pool to make the, you know, week seven through 14 – more can it's not it's not that they're not competitive right it's it's the buy-in right where someone like Pucci who's two and eight he made the he made the final four as a six-win team last year you know does he have that same level of buy-in or even more if the championship pays out 2500 five grand right and again it doesn't have to be the champion like you know we've talked about different like you know uh, you know, the Cups, you know, Dosey's told us about all the different leagues he's a part of and all the different payout structures. My point is, you know, how do we keep someone – and, you know, look, kudos to Turtle, right? I saw – he wavered this morning for a running back. This is a, this is a year where, like, the like waivers are dry. No one's traded with anyone this year. And he's – you know, where there's a lot of draft stock put into Pollard – and he's done not I think uh the the Dan Dan said this our dad turned he had a birthday past weekend, so we all got together. Dan said like he lost his incentive to run hard, right? Now he's the man, right? I don't really need to work any like it's my job. I have it. And it definitely shows in fantasy. So you know, when when someone's like, Yeah, hey, Turtle started another zero Fuck man, if I had this roster, if I had this roster, I'm I'm honestly contemplating suicide. I've got to like, why am I? I'm I'm alive, and I have to look at this week to week. Like, fantasy is already like one of the most stressful things I have to go through for four months. Like, I told somebody, I don't even watch football. I can't. I can't. I can't even watch games because the 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 feeling of like. Like oh my god, when when I have a win left on bench, I honestly i I want to drive the Sears Tower and break through one of the glass like viewing windows at the very top and just fall to my death. That's that's how that's how invested I am. Not in a league, but like just in a like the like how proud I am to want to win and not not achieving that is devastating. 
You know, that's, that's what I say. Like, come September, my family's definitely. I'm not thinking about my kids, my fucking kids on Sunday. From Thursday to Sunday. Yeah, I, I thought about the fucking podcast all day. I was like, I have to get through all the dad shit so I can focus on the league. So I can focus on my team because I have something here. If I had this roster, if I had Turtles roster, I'd be fucking dead. I would be, I, there's no way. If I, one win, the year I fucking had, I, I went 2-12, and 12, my roster was better than this. I could look at my roster and be like, yeah, I've just had bad luck. This is fucked. Yeah, you've got Pat Mahomes, fucking Drake Lund. This, he's just like, yeah, and then like to get hit with the bye week. So, like, not only is his roster just atrocious, but, like, now he's got to fucking go through bye weeks, and he's still wavering. He's doing, like, he's doing what he can. I didn't think I'd go on a fucking five-minute rant, like, just defending Turtle, but, like, I'm looking at this and just, like, fuck. Like, I, there's no way I would participate, you know? Especially when I, I fucking, I, I have a division matchup and I lose by almost 100 to a guy who starts fucking Brock Purdy and... And fucking Digger the Kicker, it's honestly, Digger's not that bad, but, you know, fucking Madison put up a three, ETN put up a five, and this motherfucker still almost 100 points. That's rough, man. Like, I feel it for you, Turtle. Like, I get it, man. Like, you're a fucking trooper. You know? You, you know? It's a lot of F-bombs there, but... Just emphatically, just like you put up fifty points. I'm shocked this roster fuck even even touched fifty points. Shocked. You should be proud of what you put together here. You know the the ninety four point loss happens. You're not the first one to lose by almost a hundred. Trust me. But man, good job out there, mullets. You're doing what you need to do. I mean. You know, you've been in the league long enough. Like I said, like I, I mentioned on last week's pod, you're trending towards blue chip. And, like, this is what we need out of you. And it's a good showing. You know, this is, like, this is peak performance out of your team. You know, I when we're, when we're talking about managerial styles or even draft styles, I guess let's talk draft strategies, right? I think Mullets, is, Mullets and IBM – a little bit with John too, right? The demons, all at the forefront of uh, like this new age thinking of prioritizing the wide receiver, and this this right here is he had eight points of the running back spot, and nearly ninety, right, eighty points, just you know, between his two wide receivers and his tight end. That's insane. With Devonte Adams in the flex, like just. Like this is this is the new this is where fantasy is going. I think, you know, if we're looking five years out, like the twelve man, where a one twenty is like average, a one thirty almost guarantees you a win. That's gonna shift. Where you're gonna need to be scoring one forties, one fifties to like guarantee like wins week to week. And the Mullets have have unlocked that. You know, we saw their their worst. You know, like what what the wide receiver no running back room. Lineup looks at at its worst last week. This week, double the points. Yeah, scary. Scary that they're a wild card. And, you know, one of the biggest cases for division realignment. One of the biggest cases for division. That was my arm on the table. Just FYI. Um, One of the biggest cases for divisional realignment. Uh, I don't think he's going to close it. Um but we'll get there. Jumping over, another just massive blowout. Uh, bottoms in a, their second, uh, what, their, their second matchup against the champs? Just, just rough. You know, the bottoms, uh, a 37 out of Dak just couldn't get it done. And I think they're the victims of just a, a roster that's severely underperforming. Um, you know, Saquon. It hasn't been at the, and part of that, you know, Saquon's you know efficiency hasn't been there because the offense in in New York just doesn't run. Derrick Henry's not the same guy, you know, you know, uh, having drafted 
most of the bottom score. Thought that was a pretty decent running back room, and it just hasn't worked out for him. You know, um, you know when when you're when you're streaming tight ends, it makes it really difficult to you know really solidify a roster. And it's been a round robin of wide receivers for the bottoms. You know, just not you know not not ideal for uh, you know sustained success. Uh, that and they're going up against. One of the strongest offenses that we've seen in the league. I mean, uh, when we're looking at points forced uh, for this season through the first 10 weeks, we haven't seen two 1,200 or 1,200 through the first 10 weeks since the Pimps did it twice in, what, 18 and then again in, um, what is it, two seasons ago uh, where they, uh, they made their championship run. It's rough, but you know, again, participation's there, and that's what we're looking for. Uh, you know, don't count Pucci out. The one percent, uh, and it looks like the the Thursday night football just wrapped up. We'll we'll get into reactions of scores from there in a bit. Actually, look, regardless of what Mullets is saying, you know, chirping in the. Let me see you put a microphone, right? Mullets, you put the microphone. I want to see you produce con. You give me a mullets cast, and you tell me how focused, how on, how how you do, how you stay focused in the solo pod. Going back, um, possibles at demons. Actually, I I'm going to touch on my game before because we don't have many ties in the league. Uh, Ghosts at Jags, um, divisional game that was very key. I mentioned last week, the Ghosts get this, and the North is theirs to lose. Um, 4-0. 4-0 for the first time in division play in their franchise's history. Uh, Really great accomplishment there. A win next week with, uh, or coupled with an IBM loss, uh, clinches. Uh, when I say next week, I mean the week that we're in right now, right? Week 11. Uh, clinches the North for the Ghosts. So, uh, bounce back. The Ghosts are really trying uh, to complete that third division title campaign uh, and take away uh, the the IBM's chances at a repeat. Um, IBM, just, it. I think, I think you know, I, I've talked about all the owners that have had, you know, really difficult seasons. But when I look at IBM... You know, jump over to, uh, you know, the your points points for forest, right? Right in the middle, sixth. Um, and, and when I say right in the middle, if you look at our points for forest, there's there's a few tiers, right? Like the and I, I have this on the list to talk about later, but uh, you know, the first three teams are in one tier, and then that second tier, that's where IBM is, right? In, in the second tier scoring, and just hasn't had the, the the luck that they've needed, right? The the element, you know, I think about baseball, right, where there's always an element of luck when it comes to, uh, like, think playoffs. And, and in the same vein, where we have just as finite amount of games as you would. And it really does come down to luck, you know, to, to have split the first 10 games of the season, you know, while being through the first, you know, eight weeks, they were a top five, top four scoring team and just had one of the, you know, the worst schedules, you know, that they've, that, that any team could have faced. Um, you know, I think right now they're, they're still, uh, I want to say they're, they're our six seed. Let's, let's confirm, right? We're here on the pod. There are seven seed. They're a game. Um, they are. Why I was like, let's 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 break down why they have the. They don't have as many divisional wins as the Cubs. Cubs hold the divisional tiebreaker at three and two. Um, if the Cubs finish off uh, their next uh, divisional matchup or their final one, I should say, uh, they're going to hold that tiebreaker against IBM, and IBM has to you know, finish or hope to finish with a better record over the, the final four to jump the cups. Uh, and that's why divisional games matter. The games you want to lose are the ones that are against teams that aren't in that division um, that you play in. So, 
jumping over to uh, the the tie, right? We don't see a lot of ties in the league, and very, very, I want to say the last tie came a couple seasons ago, uh, and I, I, I remember, the only thing I remember is Mullets just complaining about the the tie-breaking tie rules, right? Or the the fact that the bench shouldn't be the tiebreaker or some complaint that, you know, Kamala's always complains about something, right? Never satiated with anything that we do in the league, but eh, it's what keeps the drive, right? This is one of those weeks where, <clears throat> man, did it really suck for the, the demons to, to – to have two thirds of their buy on or two thirds of their bench on buy. I thought, okay, so Javante Williams needed 20 points to, to no one, no one thought Javante was going to, going to get 20 points against the bills. That was the case. <laughs> uh, and we, we have a, we have demons here. Uh, rough two zeros from starters right we have Jahan Dotson and sorry just like took a sip of water like just like mid conversation and Gerald Everett two guys like Gerald Everett you really can't rely on I don't hate the start uh, I get the logic there right you're playing the Lions this is probably going to be a shootout he has to get a ball right has to get something his way Nothing. And you know, Jahan Dotson, you just can't start, man. You got to know Jahan Dotson is just ass. like, I'm not going to say ass, right? Because maybe Jahan Dotson listens to this and he's like, I'm going to come find you and Brian Robinson you for the slander. Um, no, like, no, no position player, no skill player scored for, I mean, so. What's really rough is he had Darren Waller, who was out. Justin Jefferson, IR'd. And the rest of the bench, except C.J. Stroud, was on bye. Worst case scenario for the Demons. Because if they had won, if Javante Williams is stopped for 10 yards, right? If he doesn't get one catch. If Javante Williams pulls a DeMar Hamlin and dies on the field, you know, in the first half and gets revived and, you know, can't play the rest. Demons are four and six and have a great shot at, you know, they play they play the bottoms twice and they play the champs twice. You know, I, I'm going to say that the Demons probably can 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 sweep the bottoms and maybe they could have lucked in, uh, you know, a, a couple against uh, the champs. I still think it's a long shot. Very, 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 very long shot. But if they run the table, uh, I know they've racked up uh, a few divisional wins. Uh, they are, look at me, nope, they're 0-2 in the division. So they'd have to they'd have to go at least 4-0 to finish the season. Finish 4-2 in the division, be 7-7, seven and seven, and that 4-2 would you know keep them on pace. With the cups, and then it's down to you know, then it's down to points, because uh, they don't think they played each other this year. Um, I'd have to check. Uh, we'll get into that later. I didn't realize like we're a half hour in. I'm only on the the first the first topic. Way more focused today. Congratulations, Mullets. Um, you got what you wanted, right? I know the the Gen X mind can't handle. Too many topics at once. It's overwhelmed. You don't subscribe to the supercomputer. This is why Bobby doesn't have this issue. Bobby, IBM, easy digestion of the podcast. Probably loves the solos, you know? Probably telling people at work, yeah, this is some fucking weirdo. My fucking fantasy commissioner who talks into a mic for an hour. I just I just listen to his, his crazed rants. Okay, jumping back to, yeah, right? Long extended pauses, that's what we want. Uh, jumping back to, um, you know, to, to our roster of, uh, I should say our, our roster, our list here. Uh, all right, live reaction to uh, this week's matchups. Okay, I keep saying, holy shit, who the fuck did the pimp start? Uh, 
let's first of all, congratulations, Possibles. You lucked in. You lucked in to, to a victory that puts you at nine wins and a division clinch. We'll get to your congratulations in a bit. Reaction to this week. Okay, Thursday night. Uh, okay, Ravens, seven points, serviceable. No one started for the Cubs. Who the fuck did the pimp start? Um, oh, okay, so just Joe Mixon and Lamar Jackson. I love that I went on a rant about how Lamar Jackson can't get it done for you and Joe Mixon's not the guy. And, of course, this is the week where he gets 43 out of this position. Um, this is great for the ghosts. IBM rough again. You're just you're getting fucked. You're getting fucked. I I think it goes back to your original. You know I don't think the IBM subscription is working out for you. I think you need to go back to the penance. God hates Jags. You're just it's either God or John Saunders. You did something. I think it was I think it was the message right. I think it was the message. What week zero? Unlike commissioner, I'm hanging out with my family. I don't think John gives a fuck, and this is this is the result, you know. Good luck to you. Uh, Mullets, nine points. Who did they start? Uh, Jamar Chase. Yikes. Uh, with, a, with a touchdown, nine points. Ugh, I know that's got to fucking hurt, man. I know that's got to – I know you look at that, and you're just like, I'm going to – I'm going to win. Now, this, I guess this came – that was the last score of the game. Yep. Good for you, I guess, because without that touchdown, holy shit. Is uh, yeah, this is, and again, this is the this is the worst case scenario, right? We are just praising them. I know that like what how quickly the dichotomy of like time, right? Ten minutes ago I was just praising this guy on his like forward thinking. And that same forward thinking is probably gonna be the reason you dropped to the vaults this week. And you tie their record, so then you enter the same conversation as the Cups and the Vols for that wild card six. Now you open up a loss to the Vols, opens up the the entire wild card wild card picture. Where three weeks ago, it, I thought that it was really only wild card two, you know, seed six that was available. Really, really, really big week for. Uh, the Vols, who have 15 on their bench with Odell Beckham. I, you know, I'm not gonna. No one, no one, no one is betting OBJ with uh, over 100 yards on a Thursday night. You know, but you know, this might be the week where you get screwed, right? And Metcalf, you know, Metcalf Hamlin's himself. Kirk, that's a lot. That's a lot of a lot of trust in Kirk. I don't know why you're starting Logan Thomas. Uh, you definitely lose that matchup. You know, I think any saving grace for uh, Mullets is is Hawk and the rocket scientist slash alopecia hairless hairless fucking weirdo. He just looks so strange when you look at him. You're just like something's off, and it's because like you don't have eyebrows or like any facial hair or any hair at all. You're a freak, but you're my starting quarterback, and I gotta believe in you. But I think that connection that they have is is a is a really big saving grace. The running back room is not great. I mean, Travis Etienne may boom for you. James Conner's a joke. I again, the fact that you have to start him, rough, you know. Uh, and you're hoping for something. You need Devonte Adams and or Mike Evans to, you know, score twenty plus, so that you know you get this average of like fifteen between the the wide receivers, um, you know. The bottom half of the Vols roster, questionable. But uh, I'd say this is our game of the week. Uh, Vols with a win, uh, depending on how the Cups – well, again, I, I play the Cups. So, you know, if the if the Vols win and the Ghosts win, uh, we, have a, we, have a, we have a huge opening for wild card play. Um, and the Vols inch closer to, to – to, to clinching the West. I think that that actually might that this is very, very, very favorable for the Vols. John, John must be looking down on you on your birthday and just like, welcome to your 30s, kid. You're a kid no longer. Uh another shit bowl, Demons Bottoms. Uh seven to five. I you know, Zay Flowers probably gets probably gets uh 
uh, he, what I listening, I heard uh, he had that he was just out of bounds for a touchdown. Rough. Uh, but bottoms, Tyler Boyd. You were hoping for more, right? With uh, but you know, with T Higgins out. But geez, man, rough. Rough positions to be in. Uh, Turtle has four from Mark Andrews. Yeah, I think we mentioned that earlier. Mark Andrews just dead. Skipping over the Bucks with Gus Edwards. I, man, I I look at the Bucks and I'm just like, like are are is it there? Is there a genius somewhere just locked behind? Are the are the two daywalkers? Are the two redheads in the league just like fucking fantasy geniuses? Except. Like on the like like the fantasy autism scale of redheadness, they're the polar opposites, right? Right, you know. Especially too, when like I don't know if you guys remember any draft day, where 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 Kevin was talking about giving praise to AV because they were talking about Coke and they had like the Coke redhead connection. Maybe, maybe this is the spectrum, right? Coke redhead. It's just the three and seven booze redhead five and five, maybe going six and five or five and six. The but they but they they both have they both construct rosters that have just amazing boom or bust potential. And and when they show up, you're just like, holy shit. I'm like this is why I pull for you, AP. But like something tells me you're just gonna somehow like disappoint us this week. Thank God Juju Smith is on a, a buy and you can't start him. Uh, possibles. This is actually a really good segue. Uh, possibles. Great. Congratulations. Congratulations. I actually, I, I'm gonna. I know I've actually spent a, a ton of time talking about. I'm on my second topic of the night. Thirty-six minutes in. Love it. What did I tell Mullins? 60 minutes or 90 minutes? One of the two. Possibles. Congratulations. Honestly. Third division title in in four years. Uh, your first in three. Or I should say, I'm sorry. Your first division title. Thir- Jesus Christ, I can't. Not, now, I'm, now I'm sitting here stumbling. Your third division title since 2018. Your first division title in three seasons. And you're on pace to clinch. Your fifth Final Four, which would be a league record. People forget. Um, yeah, the, the 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 2020s haven't been kind to the Possibles, but they were one of the franchises that were perennial Final Four teams. You know, when we first started this league, uh, even when we first switched to division play, five and eight, the only five win division team, right? To to, and he made the Final Four that year. Uh, I think we forget. The that there's a blue chip somewhere in somewhere in owner Ryan Thome, somewhere deep inside this other future is like all the league is approaching thirty, right? We're all the the, the league is being aged year over year, and I think with age we're seeing a resurgence of you know the the former young guns who started our league and held our league down when we were really finding our footing are finally seeing um, like a rebirth. And this is beautiful. I really love seeing the possibles. Uh, You know, I know like we look at, like you really want to dive in. Uh, Here, let me, let me actually like, I don't want to shit on them while I'm congratulating them. So let's finish the congratulations. Great job this season. Congratulations on the South. Well-deserved. But in that same vein, let's talk about wins left on bench and the beneficiaries. Right? Mullins brought this up, uh, sent me a text earlier in the week, and was surprised to see that both the champ and possibles, beneficiaries of six wins left on bench, right? So their opponent had an opportunity to swap in a player, right? And it would have been a loss for them six times. These teams could be three and seven in the blink of an eye, and they're not because they got lucky, right? They played they played owners in a week where that owner had their worst possible self. 
manifested when it when it when it came to lineup management. And this is this is what wins left on bench are a measurement of of the skill of one's lineup construction, their their managerial prowess, right? Being the beneficiary of a win the, the wins left on bench, especially when more than half of your wins have come for that. It makes me question not the legitimate you're nine and one, right? Both of you have a great chance of being, you know, the first ten win teams through eleven games in league history, right? We have a shot to to see, you know, multiple teams reach thirteen thirteen wins, which would be a league record, right? We've only seen two teams touch twelve, both of which were PIM iterations. And we've only seen a handful of teams reach double digits, you know, five or six times. But to be the, I guess my, I guess the point I'm, I, like I'm driving home is, how strong are these teams really, right? You know, when I'm looking at, when we look at, when we look at points forced, right? You know, the light, I, I think the nine and one is definitely more justified for the champs. Being second in league scoring, but when you look at their schedule, they've had the easiest schedule all year, right? And a lot of that wins were just given to them. But say those say those wins. I think I think the the wins left on bench that the champs were were you know that that they've received, they've been the beneficiary of, are less damning than the possibles, right? In the sense that the the possibles. Yeah, I guess they're fourth in league scoring, but the that's a huge gap, right? From fourth to first or fourth to second. That's a hundred points. That's a week's worth or a whole a whole win's worth of points, right? And their their schedule their schedule's not that much harder than the champs, right? We're talking about twenty point difference. I think on some level both of them are fraudulent. And and I don't want to say that. No, I do want to say that. I, I want to make I, I'm gonna stand on that. I think on some level both of these teams are highly vulnerable and the, the bye week is necessary for the two of them, right? I don't think either of them make it to the championship if they have to play two consecutive weeks to win week over week to make it to that game. Yeah, I think the I think the final four definitely benefits the possibles most. Uh, you know, I think this might be the year where they can actually, you know, again, Steve Young get that monkey off their back, finally break through from a final four into the, into the championship game. But is that is that final four roster going to output an eighty for them? Right? Are we going to see like their like the true manifestation of their roster? Right. Which again on paper, nine and one team. Easily could be three and seven. When I look at someone like, you know, a team like the Demons. Actually I look at their points first, and the Demons are actually they're just abysmal. They're haven't even cracked a thousand. It makes that open it makes their rookie campaign look like wow, that like holy hell. They came in remember the demons came in like like eight game win streak, you know, just blowing the league up. And they have definitely seen a correction. But uh, jumping back to our our you know our league our league leaders here, uh, you know nine and one, like definitely seems you know at first it looked like you know both teams were you know on some insurmountable you know hill, you know some some tower you could not reach them in. But I think both teams are beatable, and and that's that's. With the with with the champs giving, uh, you know, putting up almost a 160 last week, but look at their core. Go go look at the the Lions. You know the majority of their players, right? Go look at their remaining schedule, and it's not favorable, especially if they don't secure one or two seeds, right? And again, that's that's really hard. I mean, we're talking about the the champs would probably have to go. One in three to miss to miss one of the two buy spots with the ghosts and or mullets and or vols, you know, winning out 
and seeing 10 or 11 wins, uh, uh, you know. But even then, you know, the regardless, because I'm, I'm like I'm like actually talking through this, and I'm like, oh, I think they have the the, the the champs have the tiebreaker. Regardless, it's it's pretty much a lock. Um, but again, I don't think they have a favorable matchup, especially if they make it to the championship. I don't think it would be an amazing accomplishment for the champs to go back to back seasons in in the championship game. That would be I like I you couldn't fault them if they lost, right? You're like, wow, you you've put up the best two year run that we've seen in the John Saunders League. Um, but again, keep that in mind. I it's like I I wrote in my notes nine and one rant, right? Uh, fraudulent. Uh like I said. Eh, bear with me. You guys are on the ground floor. You know, well, I'm I'm also my producer, right? I'm producing the show. I'm hosting the show. I'm doing it all. So when the mullets are like, eh, uh, wh- where else? You tell me, mullets. I like how I've just been like, just like one on one. You tell me in your in your in your Wisconsin league, are you getting this level of content, or are you just making up scenarios and stories in your? Uh, no one is getting any sort of entertainment value like this. And when we go back, right, and look at the history of the J-Pod, years, five years from now, we're like, wow, we have a catalog of like 50 different episodes. People are like, no one is doing this in fantasy football. Not a single person. I'm telling you, big picture, we're going to have blue check marked twi- Twitter handles for every team. Tweeting out transactions, tweeting out league recaps, tweeting out the weekly podcast. Because it's going to be weekly. I'm going to see this is two Thursdays in a row, right? Thursday night football. Because Thursday night football is generally trash, right? So what about what what better way to 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 wipe the trash out of your mouth than to go to bed with the with the sweet sounds of your commissioner's voice playing through your your airwaves, talking about your team. And how your team matters. And how you impact the greatest, the most competitive league. I know Mollitz is like rolling his eyes. He's like, oh, Luther. Anything that you say, Mollitz, about the competition level, you were one of the worst franchises for the first two years that you joined. Just remember that. Awful record. And you don't, you're not even, you, you lost, you couldn't even put together the, the three titles in a row. Look at you. Oh yeah, wild card, seven wins. Atrocious. Just doing a disservice to your franchise. Honestly. God, I want a turtle to win last week. I really want a turtle. If only Regardless. We're at like forty. It's it is enough. It is enough. We're gonna call it. Let me break down let me break down. Some playoff chances. I think we'll get in a playoff chance uh, conversation next week. We'll we'll wrap up week eleven, going into week twelve. The final three games will give us a better picture of playoff scenarios. It's very early. The only scenario that really matters for this week is again if the Ghosts can hold off uh, the Cups, which again great week for their running back room uh, to just be down in the Ghosts. Hopefully can hold on, you know. I, you gotta respect. I, I can't. I can't boast about my team. That's when John will will, will rein me back in and be like, "Nah, you're seven and four. Uh, if the ghosts can hold on and the pimps can complete uh, their win over uh, IBM, the ghosts will have their third title in four seasons as well. Uh, but hey, I do this for you guys. It's fifty minutes. Like. That's back-to-back weeks with nearly an hour of content. I just want you to know I do this for you guys, all 11 of you. This is what keeps me going every single year. This four-month stretch gives me what I need to live the next eight months (laughs) so I can do this again. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you, Dan. Your Vols. I, I wish you luck this week. Only this week. And probably the only time I'll ever wish your team luck. For any reason. 
because uh, I again I don't think you have it. And I think the cup, the storyline I want to see play out for the rest of the year is the cups. I want to see the cups volunteers. IBM's a part of this conversation too because you play the cups in the final game of the year, and and mullets all battling out for either a wild card and or the lead in the West. That's that's what we're going to. I think we were going to break down like the the tiers, uh, the, the 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 tiered teams of the league in this season. But before we get there, especially when one of the top tier teams that I thought was in that top tier may fall this week, and we may have, I might have to start doing power rankings. We might have to do John Saunders Memorial Fantasy Football League power rankings and start the week off like that. Uh, signing off. This is your league commissioner. Before I go on another 20 minute diatribe, this was, you can't tell me this wasn't more focused. We're getting there. You're in on the ground floor of what's going to be what people consider groundbreaking in entertainment for fantasy football, the individual podcast for your league. And I guarantee you ESPN is going to set you up. In the little league, all the other little league apps are going to be like, right here, you you press record and you talk to your league for content week over week. And we'll be like, we were doing this. We were doing this decades ago. And that's when they'll call us and be like, Commissioner Hammond, we want to do a 30 for 30. We want to do a 30 for 30. And we need you to tell the story from the beginning. It's going to be like the last dance, at least a four-part series. We gotta have we gotta have one for each division, right? We'll start off in the lakeside, we'll go around, finish in the North Shore, and I'll do a send-off for whatever my team's name is in that league year. Signing off for the John Memorial Fantasy Football Podcast. We'll see you next time.